Greetings, Cool Boy Nation. This episode, we will be doing something very special, something that has never been done anywhere, ever. Oh my God. Tell me what is it? We'll be doing the first ever live commentary of a black exploitation crime comedy game horde. What? No, we're not. I didn't agree to this. I'm not sure why you decided you get Nolan's copy. You should do Nolan's copy. You do Nolan's copy. No. I want to hear your version of Nolan. No, no. <laughs> I can't do a good Nolan. How do I sound <laughs> handsome? Like that last voice, which is kind of like a Cartman voice. I don't agree with this. All right. Cool boys everywhere. Strap in and buckle the fuck up. It's time for fucking Dolomite. Finally. Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boy. <gasps> so cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. I didn't know we were doing this this episode. I would have watched the uh, Dolomite is my name movie. I haven't seen it either. No, then I've never seen it. We're, we're, we are not qualified to do a commentary of Dolomite. Also, um, Dolomite is a movie I found in college, and I have not seen any other version of, of this. I have not seen The Human Tornado. I have not seen The Return of Dolomite. I have not seen whatever disco Dolomite movie there was also. I just haven't seen them. Welcome, Cool Boy Nation, to an installment of the Cool Boys <gasps> podcast in which we will watch the 1975 masterpiece of shit, Dolomite. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 64%. Is that critics? With an audience score of 67%. Yes, it is. It is critics. I know what I say. Dolomite is my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. I'm Dolomite Felk. <gasps> and I'm Queen B. Ballard. Uh, so cool. So, so cool. And now, Felk reads the back of Blu-ray covers. Tonight's back of the Blu-ray cover is Dolomite. Dolomite? Parenthetical, Rudy Ray Moore. The baddest pimp in the town. Wait. <gasps> the baddest pimp in town has just been released from prison. So he's a criminal? I thought he was like a hero. Ready well, to take he was set up. revenge on notorious gangster Willie Green. Doer of all Martin. Derville. Who set him up on a phony drug charge and stole his club. The total yep. experience. Well, he's also a pimp. <laughs> I mean, I, I love it though. Honestly, I want a club called the total experience. I want to go there. Yeah. With the help of his friend, Queen Bee, Lady Reed, and their band of kung fu fighting vixens, Dolomite so takes on every rat soup eaten motherfucker in South Central. He does. Well, cool boys, I don't think we can get any more introductory than that. Time to move on to our Cool Boys commentary. Watch along is what I always have to say. <laughs> cool Boy Nation, push play now. Talk, why don't you tell us what we're seeing? We're in prison where Dolomite, <laughs> who is the person at the top bunk, not the guy in the bottom bunk. <laughs> no. Nope. The guy in the bottom bunk jumps up. He Dolomite jumps up. is cool. Hey, Dolomite, 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 he looks see. different than the first guy. Oh, shit. Yep, he does. Now. What the hell does that rat motherfucker There it is. Rat suit eating motherfucker right there. People He's talking eaten, about the prison warden. eating rat soup. I mean. Mm -hmm. They do. Probably mostly in Russia or in <laughs> uh, New York. 
or Venezuela recently. Brazil. You don't mind my queen bee here, do you? <laughs> I love that. This is the this is the prison warden. Queen bee's just chilling, and it's his queen queen bee. He said, "Don't you don't mind my queen bee here, do you?" Dolomite knows Queen Bee, <laughs> but it's still the prison warden asked that nice question. Stumble down to some facts that may set you free. Of course, they have to be proven. And that's where you come in. Oh, they're, he's getting released. This is a complex movie to be watching right now. Felt this is an incredibly complex movie actually to be watching right now. Now you're a gambling man, aren't you? Yeah, because it's like there's a lot of layers this film. Depends on the game warden and how high the stakes. Wait, he just offered the warden offered the lighter to Dolomite, who is holding a cigarette in his hand, but he said no. But he's holding a cigarette. Means the difference between being free. I don't think he's going to smoke it right now. You know, there's not a lawyer in LA who will touch your case. They're letting him go so he'll work for them to help find out a killer, or I, th I think so at least. Or what happened to his friend? Okay, I'll run it down to you. You're serving a 20-year stretch for the possession of stolen furs and a half a million dollars worth of narcotics, right? 20 years <laughs> for stolen furs and narcotics? Seriously? Well, it depends on how much. Here's This is it, though. So this is where it gets kind of confusing when you're not really watching it. This is a flashback to that moment. It's like Get Family Guy. <laughs> get behind the tree. Yeah, get behind the tree. Yeah, this is that's what the DEA does or uh, the narcs. Oh, this is going to be an easy edit for me. <laughs> I'm just going to let this play. We just got to be careful not to say anything. We have to edit out. <laughs> <laughs> never. We never say anything like that. What do you want, man? FBI. I love this. What do you want, man? FBI. What do you well, want? I'm finally understanding Black want? Dynamite. <laughs> What's up? Well, I'm finally understanding Black Dynamite because that, that shot where the, the car, like, for no reason, like a long shot of just a car parking, that yeah. th they make fun of that. Oh, oh wait. Oh, wait. In Black Dynamite, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. Open up the trunk. Yeah, a lot of Black Dynamite was lifted uh, from this movie. Very um, I clearly, think probably yeah. from other uh, Rudy Ray Moore films as well, and other black exploitation films. But a lot of Black Dynamite is lifted directly out of Dolomite. Yeah. That shit ain't mine. I don't know how. Oh, this shit ain't mine. <laughs> All these stolen furs and these two bags of coke. You're under arrest. I You're love these cops. Take me. <laughs> he just starts fighting them. Oh, he's resisting arrest. Don't do that. <laughs> No, you don't do that. He kicks them into the trunk. Especially don't karate chop them. <laughs> oh, it's so great. But then one officer has he does get his gun out and he's just like Like it's the it's the fat officer watching slowly gets his gun out. One more move and you're dead, Dolomite. Jesus he Christ. Just beat on those cops for like four minutes. Yeah, it seems like they would have just shot him based on Well, the, that's what today the current, they would do. The current climate of things. Yeah, it's fucked up. Oh my god, this is Mitchell. He's the bad cop. Well, not really. Don't like. Why did he attack them? Because he's Dolomite. That's not a good excuse. He should just. You know, because you, they you, set him up. They set him up. He's not going down easy. You get arrested. You keep your mouth shut and say you want a lawyer. Nothing else. That's all you yeah. do. Legal studies is incredibly important, and I think legal studies should be taught in grade school. Honestly, <laughs> I think kids should know. And if you're not being arrested, ask: Am I being? Am I being placed under arrest, and/or am I being detained? If you are not, walk the fuck away. Every single lawyer i've ever spoken to whether it's in college or a friend it's literally just they say don't say shit just don't say shit keep your mouth closed don't say anything yeah. just ask for a lawyer and that's it that was like that was a that was a, one of the openings of uh 
the black and white Better Call Saul opening sequences where he's just like sitting there trying to mind his own business, but then a, 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 like a loss prevention officer like catches a kid shoplifting. He's like, all right, so why did you shoplift? And he's like, well, I didn't mean to. And, and uh, Saul just can't like take it. And he just stands up. He can't up take like, it. No, keep he your has mouth shut and get a lawyer. He does. He does. He just interjects. He's sitting there enjoying his lunch and he has to interject, even though knowing the interjecting could bust him and get him found and, and caught yeah. he has to say something to protect this kid fucking fucking great character uh oh so what he, what he just said is still kind of prevalent today right yeah issues with schools today and urban communities gangs still shooting each other so no one's texting us he was coming home the other day just him and his girlfriend oh he doesn't record tonight Wait, what'd you say? Somebody I can hear you. No one's texting us. Is he really? I'm not looking. He's in jail, but so What's he asking? There's many more of them out there. I'm going to look right now. I got my phone here. God of War, early impressions. Oh, he wants to know my God of War. Oh, Felk. Fuck, we might as well just... We might as well... We have to talk about this here. All right, so... Well, we're not talking about Dolomite, so we might as well. <laughs> well, no, we, we can talk about Dolomite. That's fine, but this is something that's important. So this is actually important for two audience members, and that's it. <laughs> Rest of Cool Boy Nation, you probably won't find anything out of this. So check this out, Cool Boy Nation. So I'm, like, talking to Noli and Felk and Justin is hard uh, offline, um, and we were discussing how... I have never played God of War, and I was looking for it at the beginning of the quarantine. Most things, Blu-rays and PS4 video games, were sold out at the beginning of the quarantine. People yeah. bought that shit up right away. because So were PSVR and Oculus Rifts. Those went out of stock immediately because people were oh, like, really? Oh, I want to experience new worlds. Yeah, so, yeah, so right, so people went and, yeah, exactly, bought things that could be essentially great distractions, right? So I couldn't find God of War. It pissed me off, and so I just kind of gave up after a while looking for it, and then randomly talking about it with uh with noli he was like it's not hard to find and i'm like yeah it is it's impossible it's like sold out everywhere well you could have bought it digitally at any time well like, yeah but i don't do digital i'm not a ps i'm not a ps network guy right so i'm just a i'm a hard copy guy okay. so of course nolan finds in like 30 seconds like god of war blu-ray greatest hits ps4 and i just i'm like what i'm all pissed off because I, a i wanted this forever and b like it was not available when i went looking and he found it right away and of course it makes me look stupid like i wasn't actually looking ever <laughs> so whatever so i'm like I'm oh, we got the song. I, I buy the uh uh the link immediately from um amazon that noli sent hold me. on to them tight because you now got um, ready to see the story of me Yes, me, the Are badass the Dolomite. Song? He's singing it. Yeah, it's great. It's oh. a good song. Great music. Uh, in this movie. He's bad. Um, so I, um, bad. I finally get it. You know, the next day in the mail, and I do what I always do: is I show the disc in my butt crack. I text that photo off to all my friends. So, so I put God of War in my butt crack. And took a photo of it. Yeah. <laughs> sticking out of my butt crack. You did. And of course, Justin and and and, and Noli and Felk are all like, that's stupid. Why would you do that to a brand new game? And I put it into the PS4 and it won't load past 1.97 gigabytes, right? It's like it's like a total of like 10 gigabytes has to the load. And it can't get past 1.97. It always 1. errors. 1.79 gigabytes. So I, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Marty, uh, yeah, Doc. Um, oh, Doc, this so, is heavy. 
<laughs> so I, I can't stop shaking, Doc. I What's wrong with update. me? <laughs> I can't say he's got Parkinson's, Marty. Um, and uh, I, uh, I, I download the update, the one point one three update for God of War. And I'm running, I'm running God of War at 1.00, right? Like, like that's because that's, that's brand new disc. And so I download the update, and the update crashes also. And it gives me, like, error CE39072 nice something. Um, and uh, I'm like, fuck, man. I'm getting errors on the update. I can't download it. I can't seem to, like, get the disc to actually, like, download onto the PS4. And I, like, start finally, like, texting uh, Felk, Nolan, and Justin. And I'm just like, you know, what, any ideas? And Felk's like delete the data and try re-downloading it i do that and and then you know everyone's like you know it's maybe it's a corrupt disc and things like that and thinking no, i thought there man, was i thought like, there were smudges on the disc that corrupted the data from your right. ass and then yes yeah, justin and you both mentioned like dude are there smudges from your ass smudges on the disc and i'm like ha 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 so fucking funny right like uh, it's not ass smudges right oh he's like, getting naked on, uh, <laughs> right outside oh the yeah prison. well he's getting dressed into his real clothes he doesn't like the prison clothes they left him in which was a, a nice suit he wants to be in a real suit a pimp suit so i'm just like you know Jesus. laughing it off that the ass smudges remark and i'm just like this is a fucking corrupt disc and i really want to play god of war and now i gotta send it back and all that shit and whatever it's just more difficult obviously because of covid to send things back. So all of a sudden, I'm like at my wit's end, and I'm literally tried it enough times. It took two days to try it. I was like, maybe the PS4 needs to be updated, and I updated the PS4, and I was like, maybe the PS4 is running hot, so let's let it cool down. I tried everything. There was even a point where like I got really high, and I tried putting the PS4, uh, God of War, <laughs> into the PS4, and then I took it out and put it away, but then I forgot that I took it out. And so I kept like pushing the eject button thinking it was stuck in there. And it started researching how to get the disc out of the PS4. And it was never even in there. Oh. Uh, that was miserable. So anyways, like I said, two days go by and I give up practically. And I'm like about to return the disc. And then I'm like, for the off chance, let's really look at the bottom of the disc. And I look and sure enough on the edge, there's some smudging. And I'm like, oh, it's actually not smudging. It's scratches, probably. So I start rubbing it off on my shirt, trying to get the scratches off the shirt. No, it's ass smudges. Whoa. It's for sure 100% ass smudges. I wipe it off. I put that disc back in the PS4. Sure enough, God of War loads perfectly fine. It was fucking There's, a, there's fucking tits on screen right now. This chick's like blow, straight up blowing dolomite. Oh, yeah, dude, the, uh, the chick with the tits out, so hot. Yeah, Great well, tits. You're, you're talking about fucking PS4 smudges. Uh, by the way, I knew that was the problem. It was ass smudges. Of course it was ass smudges. I never thought for a second it was ass smudges. I was about to return that disc with ass smudges on it, saying it was corrupt. <laughs> it was not. It was ass smudges. I could not It was my that. first guess. Why did it take you two days to fucking figure it out? Because I didn't believe that. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> no, I was serious. Blu-ray discs are really susceptible to smudges, and smudges often corrupt the data. Or data. Well, clearly... Clearly, fuck, man. I mean, that was obvious. And now after this, I've learned my lesson. Well, I don't really learn my lesson because the next time I get something, I'll stick it in my ass. But nonetheless, I'll wipe it next time before I start putting it in. You should always the check the disc for smudges. Well, it's brand new. You don't really think it's You stuck smudges. it in your ass, Jakes. <laughs> it was brand new when it went in my ass. <laughs> so he just, he just had sex with prostitutes and now he's getting his gun ready? Not prostitutes, those are his girls. He's a pimp. Mm -hmm. The box said so. 
Yeah, but a pimp doesn't fuck prostitutes. He just fucks his girls. Uh, well, no, his girls are prostitutes. Also, I think he fucks Queen Bee's girls. Like, he doesn't fuck his girls, because I think he lost his girls when he went to jail. Mm. Like, I think they're like his... Like, Queen Bee and... Like, Queen Bee took over maybe his girls. I think might be what it is now. Oh, look at this. They're setting these guys up for a trap. These are Willie Green's guys. Is this a flashback, or is this the present day? No, this is, like, straight out of prison. This is, like, as he left prison, he was going to get gunned down, and he's pulling a fast one. Watch. Look at this shot. My favorite thing about this shot coming up is... You can see the whole camera crew on the left-hand side in the shadows that are on the street. They're projected on the street because the sun is setting. Watch when Dolomite pops out. Look at the left of the frame. Look at him. <laughs> you can no, see yeah, the dude can. sitting on a chair. <laughs> I'm like seconds behind you. Are you okay? I actually paused it. Mm. But I, I, I put subtitles up. Dance, motherfucker, dance. I can, I can read them. Oh, you're reading it? Oh, nice. I've never seen the subtitles for this movie. There's actually been a lot of moments where I'm like, I wonder what they're saying. Because the audio quality, a lot of times, is just kind of like onboard mics and shit. He's saying rhythm, rhythm. <laughs> oh, here, yeah, I know that, yeah. He's making the guy dance, and they just blows him away anyways. <laughs> Jesus, he's a violent murderer. Why did he kill this guy? Wait a minute, Dolomite, I'll help him. Well, they're bad guys. They're going to kill him. Okay. Watch this, though. This Ooh, is weird. She nice cuts his neck right here. It's so weird. But it's like off camera and you're not even sure what she did. I thought first, when I first saw this movie, I thought she cut his dick off and they were going to throw his dick out the window or something. God, but there's some good it's like a weird, checks here. It's like a weird throat cut. Phil, how far behind are you now? Am I, 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 I I'm, I'm two seconds behind you. No, where, are they driving away? Yeah. Okay, then we're on time now together. I paused for just two seconds okay, to, good. to match up so. with you. All right, we're fading in on Queen Bee's place. Are you fading in? Yeah. So this is Queen Bee's home, and these are all Queen Bee's girls. God. Fucking bullshit that I had to... I, I get to be this age in fucking two, 2020 when everything's locked down. One strip club opened in L.A. You have to wear a mask. It's fucking bullshit. What is it? Spearmint Rhino Deja Vu? I'm not going to name it because uh, I don't know that they're officially open. I think they just maybe said, fuck it. I don't want to dox It'll be a week later. It'll be open by then, right? No, I have no idea. I mean, I hope more. Here, beep the soon. name. Just say it. What? It's fine. Just beep it. Just beep the name when you get to. <laughs> I have to beep it in the edit. <laughs> Whoa! Really? I never think I ever took you there. No, I know of it. I mean, it was down the street from where I lived. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Oh, that's it's, crazy. It's, it's a very strict club. Strict? Yeah. Like strict on a good night, you mean, or strict like in COVID world? Strict on a good night. COVID, uh, I mean, you had to wear a mask to be there. So, I mean, they're, they're strict about the COVID shit, too. Did you go? I mean, just did yeah, you? Yeah. What, what, oh, you did go. I thought you just knew of it. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. What was it like going to a strip club in COVID? Uh, strippers naked but wearing masks is a fucking dystopian image. Wait, walking the floor wearing masks or on the pole wearing masks? All the time wearing masks. They're on the pole wearing a mask? Yeah. Are they sexy masks? No, they're just black masks. Interesting. Huh. Wow. You really need the details to, to picture it, don't you? Uh, I yeah. Do. I mean, well, because in Blade Runner, there's the chicks uh, dancing wearing gas masks in the background. Yep. And it's like, it's very much like a dystopian thing. Like, I mean, might as well have cyborgs dancing, too, with fucking robot snakes. Replicants, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Dolma, you ain't ever been alone. Let's go I, on. Uh, I agree. That <laughs> Put your girls through karate school? What the fuck does that mean? What to my yeah. Oh, wait, oh, you're just reading this shit. Okay. You're not really listening to it? No, I'm hearing it. I, I, uh, that was me repeating the what I heard, but I, it, okay. it was on screen. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's uh, they they have it's kung fu, right? But karate, it's it's a it's whatever martial arts that they needed to be. Really, it's because that's part of what like Rudy Ray Moore liked about making this movie was he wanted to like I think Rudy Ray Moore is a failed comedian kind of I think isn't that right? And he's like or maybe he's not failed, but he wasn't as big as others, and he could have been. And he made this movie because he like had a love for filmmaking and he loved martial arts and he loved all this other shit. And one of the things. I've never seen Human Tornado or The Return of Dolomite, but I have seen Red Letter Media's reviews, I think, of both of those. They did the Sweetie Wheat Straw or whatever it's called. Oh, that's what they Petey did. Wheat right. Straw. They did, and they did, I think they did Human Tor Tornado as well. I think they mentioned it in the Petey Wheat Straw one. They did. I think they've reviewed Dolomite or uh, Rudy Ray Moore twice, two different times. Hmm. And that's the only other experience I have with Rudy Ray Moore. And it's interesting, kind of like, Watching that perspective and and uh, and seeing um, the other films in that way, but yeah, he's a he was a failed like comedian and he does one of his stand up bits actually in this movie at the end of it, and uh, you can like see that he just has a love for filmmaking and I really like these movies a lot. Like I'm, I feel like they're at least this movie I really like it because it's like well I, it's so fucking fun. I was bringing up like, the, is it fun? I was bringing up the line yeah. that that uh, lady whatever Gaga said um, that. Uh, I put your girls through karate school. The, he didn't mean his daughters. He means like his his hookers, but they are trained yeah. in karate. Yes. There's a whole scene later where you see them training. Whoa. Hard inward yeah. coming out of a possibly not white woman. not um, Or maybe not black woman. I can't tell. She, she's no, 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 no. These are black women, I think. She's mixed. Or maybe mixed, yeah. Yeah, this is this is a massage parlor in 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 South Central during the seventies. I wonder how accurate it is. It is it could not be more obvious that sex goes on here. Yeah, there's like nude women all over the place. This is what I'm saying. It's bullshit that that we we get to be adults. In you the, see that? God damn! And, you uh, see that? <laughs> but they're not even touching his cock. They are under the towel. Both their hands are above the towel. No, one was under ish. Look at this one. What is he in a coffin for? Oh, that's like a steamer or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. those things. I'm just excited about the nudity. And this is a nice one too. I love this part. The man butt. <laughs> oh yeah, that feels good. <laughs> so yeah, that's Willie Green, and I think that's um. That was a hard cut. <laughs> Willie Green's checking on his his his. Oh his, nice! Uh, I wanted to see that girl. Oh yeah, this you is Dolomite's girl that she's been waiting for him ever since he went to prison. And she's fucking naked. As you're touching me. Um, just so you know, when Rudy Ray Moore has sex in this movie, every time it's awkward. I think he spanks this Ooh. girl across the face a few times. Really? This is called slapping. Yeah, I think that's how he starts fucking her. Spank it? You like, don't spank a face, time. you slap a face. <laughs> he, I think, seriously, I think it's like either the first time or the second time they start fucking, he like smacks her across the face like three times real fast. And she's like smiling when it's happening. It's weird. It's so weird. He's such an aggressive fuck. I mean, that happens all the time in porn. I don't like it um, in porn when it's like, like, it's just, and it's really aggressive. And then I also don't like it in porn when it's like really like, like limp wristed. Cause then I'm like, ah, oh, dude, like, you know, you have no heart in this. <laughs> like, why are you even doing it in the first place? 
At least James Dean cares when he beats the shit out of a woman. James Dean's had uh, accusations from it's just Stoya and Joanna Angel, and I've talked he to enough what? other porn stars. What? What? Do you, sorry. What do you? What do you have from them? James Dean had accusations of accusations. rape from Stoya, who was his former girlfriend, and Joanna Angel, who was also his former girlfriend. Now I've talked to other. I, I've actually met porn stars at various uh, events and situations, and uh, they've all kind of female porn stars who've all said like, "Yeah, no, that's she, she's crazy." Stoya and Joanna Angel are intentionally lying. They're they're making that up against them, and everybody knows it. So I, I mean, I've heard both sides of that, and then there, of course there was the blow up with uh, Manuel Ferrara happened this week. That was what coming was that? from. Well, Veronica Avlov, who I think is awesome, porn star. I never met her in person, but uh, she's a very good porn star. But she she started the thing against him because uh, he fisted her without permission once in a scene. But they they just had it out on Twitter and ended up like making up basically, where he's like, "Sorry, I didn't know. I thought I was allowed to fist you." There was confusion of communication. Here's what I'll do to do better, and like they, they just made up. It was really amicable. But for a second there, there was there, it seemed like. Because he's a, like the biggest male porn star. That there was finally going to be a sort of a, a reckoning in porn to the sense that like every male, every male porn star has probably done something at one point that was just past the line, and they would all porn would go down because porn's in a weird place and no one's shot anything in three months. Right. And, well, and nothing, nothing. No one shot anything together with anybody. There's been a lot of solo scenes like shot. Yeah, but on, that's like, that's not porn. Yeah, I, like no. a bunch of fucking female. Angela White keeps tweeting that out. Like, I'm doing a scene where I masturbate on cam with like two other girls. I'm like, who <laughs> fucking <are>? cares? <laughs> that's not what porn is. Yeah. See, they told us that you're a troublemaker. Dude, this guy Mitchell looks like the guy from Starship Troopers too. I have not seen Starship Troopers too. Nice. Um, it's not that good. I heard Star Trek Troopers 3 is better. I've never seen it, though. I stopped that, too. Shit, we're only 22 minutes in. You want to stop the movie? By the movie? way, you know what See, that actor's no name one, is? No one can get 30 minutes in this movie. This movie's a great movie. Do you know what that actor's name is? John Kerry. John Kerry's this guy or the gay guy from uh, the gay? The guy from uh, Star Trek Troopers 2. The guy who looks like the guy from Star Trek Troopers 2, apparently. You're the, the guy who's punching Dolomite right now. That's name is, okay. His name is John Kerry. Which is oh, funny because we had a presidential candidate named John Kerry. You did the prime, the prime thing where you pause it. Look at Ralph's. There, Ralph's no, I, just, I just scroll over it to get. It, I have X-ray up. General trivia. The movie. Right, damn it. The movie is re referenced in the beginning of the music video "Let Me Ride" by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. In the yeah. video, Dre is in his home watching the twenty-dollar sack pyramid, a track skit from the album shown as a game show in the video on TV. The answer to one question is things Dolomite would say. The song Nothing But a G Thing includes the line pimping hose and clocking a grip like my name was Dolomite. Absolutely. I, okay, so that's how I know of Dolomite is from pop culture, literally. So Nothing But a G Thing, right? Dr. Dre song with uh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, his first lyrics in that, like literally about Dolomite. Wu-Tang Clan, Easy e Beastie Boys. All of them mentioned fucking uh, 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 Dolomite. Del the fucking uh, homie. Funky Del the homo funky homo sapien. He also uh, also talks about Dolomite. I've I've actually smoked a blunt with fucking uh, Deltron thirty thirty Del Del as they call him. Um, okay. What else? I mean, he's got many names. He's called like a fucking Easy. Del Ghost the Rapper. It's a bunch of fucking random shit. Anyways, I smoked a blunt with him at the Catalyst in Santa Cruz during college. Okay. He's a fucking nice guy. 
And and like he even like talks about how Dolomite. So like that's how I found out about Dolomite. I did not know about Dolomite until that point. And dude, this movie like I, I highly I mean this is we're not doing it any justice because we're talking about other shit. And we're not really be able to pay attention to it as much. But this movie is fucking awesome, like truly awesome. Oh. So yeah, so I mean like that's kind of where. Like my 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 origin for this came from my in, my education on this, but um yeah I would show it to a bunch of friends and back at I would like try to show it to people there. No one wanted to watch including it. Including me. And, what? Including me. Including you. Yes. Um I think I had maybe one friend in L.A. that was willing to sit 30 minutes. He got to about this point and then he bailed on the movie as well. Um, so that's Steve. I think what hopefully how, how far did Steve this, make it in? I'm very curious. Steve, yeah, oh, Steve is one of those friends who made it 30 minutes, I think, you know, that was it. Yeah, I don't think Steve ever finished this. Along with our buddy, uh, same thing, yeah, he didn't, he didn't finish the movie either. Um, he was the other person involved. But yeah, this is a, this is a fun movie, and one of the things that I love <laughs> the about li The movie, last line was, that's mighty black of you, Reverend. <laughs> well, the Jesus. Reverend was also talking about killing motherfuckers, uh, like, essentially meaning white people when, when the cops, like, walked in and stuff like that. It, it's... It's pretty funny. Like, it's actually a pretty funny scene because he, like, he, he catches himself and ends it. One of the things I love about this movie is people constantly mock this film for no. <laughs> the bad microphone placing of shotgun mics. Yeah. And and one of the things that people don't understand, or even the light boxes, like right now in this shot, you can see the light box in the top of the frame. It's just out of focus. So one of the things about this movie is this movie was shot 133 to 1 for the negative. It was shot 35 millimeter, so they shot it originally as a square format, 133 to 1. Okay. But the movie was aired or released or, you know, sh shown in films or theater, film theaters as 185 to 1. Hmm. So the movie has been put into DVD, onto uh, Prime streaming, uh, everywhere as a, as a film that is 4-3. But it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be 69. So you're constantly getting these microphones and shots, and you're getting light boxes and shots, and you're getting uh, lens mats and shots because they're showing us the wrong version of the movie. Yeah, I, I haven't it's, noticed anything glaring. Um, oh, there's been multiple microphones already, just alone. General trivia. Entertainment Weekly ranked this number 13 on their guilty pleasures testosterone edition list and their what? March 30th, 2007 issue. So someone at Entertainment Weekly was as into Dolomite in 2007 as you were. That's yeah, because that's when I discovered it. it was roughly 2007, 2008. Yeah, yeah, that's when I discovered this. Um, that's that's kind of fucking funny. I wonder if somehow it was in the ether at that point, and I was just tied. This dude right here is straight out of like Friday, out of Don't Be a Man, the South Central, I'll Drink Your Juice in the Hood. This character is a very. I think his name is like Hamb Hamburger Pimp. Or Creeper, or both. I think it's both. He's actually. also can be seen at many CVSs in, in LA. In reality, I mean, the guy is a real person in real yeah, life. Yeah, there are several. Places, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure LA doesn't have its fair share of missing of these types of characters. Rainbow's homeless, crazy but homeless people are all over. They're funny as fuck. I love these guys. This is a group of guys that just want to hear Dolomite just do poems. <laughs> He's just literally, they ask for him to just recite a fucking, like, poetry. This here. is LA, right? Yeah, this is LA. This is South Central, for sure. Okay. Like for sure. I would like say I would try to look to recognize places, but eh, I don't know. most of it's South Central, but there are some places that look like Burbank actually. Interesting. Because it looks like they go to the Burbank Hills for a little bit to do some filming for the mayor. That's right, Filk. This goes all the way to the top. Okay. 
Well, that, that's why Black Dynamite uh, dealt, dealt with mm-hmm. uh, Richard Nixon. Yeah, except it went to the president. Yeah. Yeah. So the mayor of L.A. is is spoiler alert is the villain of the movie. Spoiler alert, the mayor of L.A. is kind of the villain of L.A. currently. Eric Garcetti is the villain of L.A.? What was the thing he said? I heard this on Rogan Podcast. It was like one of those things that, like, I don't live in L.A. anymore, but if I did, my God, it pissed me off. I think you just pulled your microphone out. What? Your microphone's different now. Hello? Hello? Tap your mic. It's not even coming from that mic. It's, it's a different mic. Hello? Yeah, it's a different mic. Wait, my microphone just stopped? You may have pulled out the USB. I guess not. You can still hear me. It says I'm on this mic. Huh. You sound real way, way Weird. My computer is acting odd right now, to be honest. Um, it's kind of freezing a little bit. Weird. Okay, I'm on the right mic. Everything's on the right mic. No, no, it's fine. Just let it go. I'm on the right mic. It's fine. I don't know what's going on. That's weird. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I saw this on Rogan podcast that he was talking about how Eric Garcetti did something along the lines of I think Rogan screwed this up. He knew some said this a few times, but it was Garcetti, and uh, it was like to earn your freedoms back, you have to wear a mask. And it's like, no matter... That's a creepy statement. Yeah, no matter what that means, like, the way you break it down, you're like, just simply means this, really. Like, it's it's a fucked up thing to say to a populace of a major city. Yeah. If you were to earn your freedoms back, don't be a Jew. <laughs> if you want to earn your freedoms back, dot, 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 is the worst thing you can say as an American politician. Yeah. <laughs> You are not my father. You do not get to fucking hold my freedoms from me like a fucking toy because I was bad. Now, I don't even fucking live in L.A., but, like, that upset me as well. Not, your mic sounds so tinny. Hmm. It sounds horrible. What is this scene? It's just him doing poetry. It's weird. Okay. So yeah, just just before, him just... Basically, before rap was invented, I guess there was no rhythm, but people would just kind of talk like it was. No, rap was kind of. Rap was was expanding and growing about this time, but yeah, I mean, you're kind of right. There wasn't I mean, rap in, way, in 1971, 75, but yeah, this yeah. is what what it would be like. I mean, it'd be people just kind of just, you know, shucking and jiving and throwing out, you know. R- rhythm and poetry at the same time. Yeah. I mean, R&B is rhythm and blues. Yeah. So that is what it, it, it is. He's just, he's just doing, like, what Eminem does in 8 Mile, but he's not, like, doing it as, like, fast enough to be impressive. It's very slow. Or he's slow. not doing it to music, right? Like, not even to a beat. No, no yeah, there's no beat either. But that's well, there kind is a of beat. what Rudy Ray Moore was as a comedian. He was kind of more of a rapper, comedian, but there wasn't really a big music scene in that regard. So in a rip rapping way, right, it was still soul, a lot of soul and a lot of funk and a little R&B. So, I mean, the reality is, is if if Rudy Ray Moore had maybe waited 10 more years or been born 10 years later, he may have been a rapper. Yeah, but well, maybe. Is he dead? Is he alive? I think he is dead. I think he died in like 2008. Look at the microphone in the back, bottom right. See it? I, 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 I brought up Google. Oh, well, okay, it's there. But once again, if you were to push in, yeah, zoom yeah. in, and crop into a 185 to 1, all of that's missing. You don't see light boxes anymore. You don't see any, like, 
uh, 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 fucking shotgun mics and, and, and whatever, like, microphones they're putting up to the characters to get voices. Like, you don't see any of that. It's all gone. See, there's a mic. See it? See the road? You, see, you, can even see, you can even see the guy to the right holding it. But if you pushed in, you would not see him at all. This is the negative. We're seeing the negative. For, it's like it's like The Shining. We talked about this in the documentary. just like podcast, The Shining. Where The Shining is was shot 133 to 1 with the intention of it being displayed at 185 to 1. That's what Kubrick wanted. But what I saw for years and decades was a 133 to 1 print on VHS and eventually on DVD. It wasn't until we were doing the Dr. Sleep podcast, I finally saw it the way Kubrick wanted to see the, me to see the shiny. 15 minutes to explain it because you were dying. <laughs> it did. It was like, yeah, I was having the worst fucking food poisoning. You just said the exact same uh, amount of information in like 30 seconds that you said, like, because when <laughs> Cube, Cube Brick. Fuck you. That episode is so hard to listen to. Yeah, I agree. I hate it. A lot of people love it, apparently. I can't stand that episode. I think it's garbage. I think it's fucking hot garbage. No one's got a creepy fetish for seeing you in pain or pissing. It's really weird. He loves it. Neither of those things are happening. Don't make fun of our fans. I whooped some bread on you. Some hardcore fucking fans, I guess. Oh, I know. I mean, what was it? We even had the Meet the Chippendales like episode. We just you just put the title out there, and no one said that's the text. He loved. He never listened to a second of the episode. He already was excited and loved it. Ha <laughs> ha! Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, that's a good episode. It's more better than this episode, certainly, um, because we were more lively and, and getting to say thumbs up, thumbs down, or like it, love it, gotta have it, to yeah. uh, men. Uh, yeah, not just trying to wing wing conversation. I don't know why Dolomite's messing with this hamburger pimp guy. This guy does not have his fucking life together. I guess he's you an informant. Funny? He's an informant it's, of some kind. I think it's a great performance because when he's walking around, you kind of can see he's got like a nice like like I think this dude probably crushes pussy like crazy to be honest. Not Dolomite, the hamburger. Pimp. No, no, I do not think. I, I was like, yeah, Rudy Ray Moore definitely crushed pussy. But no, no, the the hamburger pimp guy does not yeah, crush pussy. No, oh, I think he crushes tons of pussy. Look at who's this drunk guy though. That's just fucking chill. Jesus Christ. My favorite part is hamburger pimp just looks at the drunk guy, moves his arms a whole bunch like there was audio there that just didn't get captured, and then walks away. And, like no conversation really is had. That might not have been an actor. He might have just been standing there. He may have just been standing there, and the actor of hamburger pimp had no idea what to do with that guy. Oh shit! He's gonna shoot up Felk. This is drugs. He's Wait, doing smack. Dolomite's gonna do smack? No, no, hamburger, yeah, hamburger pimp's doing smack. Do smack. Creeper. Creeper, I think he's called also. Because Dolomite calls him Creeper, but other people call him like Hamburger Pimp or something like that. American Gangster is a good movie. Yeah, I don't mind it. I've just kind of felt like it was a little bit ho hum, honestly. And yeah. it has some great actors in it. Yeah, it doesn't have a good ending uh, because you want fireworks and instead you get. Which ending? Uh, the 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 director's cut ending is fucking horrible. Where, where they is that the one where it flashes for twenty years? Yeah, they have that conversation. No, the, the theatrical cut is way better. Where it just it just uh, the last shot is uh, Denzel getting out of prison. It just kind of looks at, at the world that's changed around him, and, and then it cuts to black. You know the credits. That's great. Yeah. And then the conversation we has with Russell Crowe is so smart to cut that out because that was fucking terrible. The director's cut oh, yeah, doesn't add anything better. Uh, it does add like one scene where Ted Levine interacts with uh, the RZA, and I think that that was 
kind of cool because like Ted Levine was in a movie with with RZA, the RZA. Uh, <laughs> and acted with them. And I just, I, 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 Corey and me have like an old running joke of of about Ted Levine and and uh, another guy in our fraternity who was really obsessed with that with Ted Levine's specific performance and. Sounds of the Lambs found that to be uh, incredibly funny, and he would often just play uh, Goodbye Horses at like parties and stuff, just to see if anyone oh, realized what was happening. At Night Crew, we would play Goodbye Horses oh, yeah, all the time no, it's too. A great, it's a great song, actually. But uh, yeah. my my point is, is that at some point, Ted Levine had to go like, "Good morning, Rizza." <laughs> I'm excited about our scene together. <laughs> I, I just needed to fucking see, see him interact with like them together, because uh, yeah. Ed Levine is an awkward human being, and he's still acting. He was in Jurassic Park, no Jurassic World, yeah, Fallen World Kingdom, Falling. yeah, yeah. He's great in that. He, he he plays the great white hunter in that, and he's awesome in that. Yeah, and he yeah, well, sort of, and he has that one line. That's a vague Hillary Clinton reference to the uh, the hippie chick who was supposed to be a lesbian, but they cut off, cut out the one line where, that implied she was a lesbian. And he's like, "She's yeah. a nasty woman." <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice Ted Levine. I liked him in that movie. I liked. I even liked the Looney Tunes. You know what pain is. He's a great character. Okay, this is important. So oh, yeah. just so you know, Dolomite obviously, Rudy Ray Moore helped write this movie. Um, the guy who plays Willie Green, he's directing the film. Derville, right? That's that's the, that's the director of the film, Willie Green. This okay. guy, right here. Yeah. This is Jerry Jones. He's playing Blakely, and he is the other writer on this film. So if you go and you think about the Eddie Murphy film, My Name Is Dolomite. Dolomite's Eddie Murphy, right? Uh, Derville, the director, is playing Willie Green. That's Wesley Snipes, and this is Keegan Michael Key. Oh, in the movie. Right in the in, my, in the Eddie Murphy film. So this is the real this is the real Jerry Jones that Keegan Michael Key played. He sounds nothing like Keegan Michael Keegan Michael Key. He's, he's got a really deep voice. <laughs> it's very different. When I heard it, I was like, oh, Keegan Michael Key. That doesn't that's not the right voice <laughs> for this character. Whoa, we gotta see this chick naked. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, the, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Not well, quite. you see her like her booby. You kind of see her booby like out of focus. Yeah, you see a little out of focus shit. Yeah. So yeah, now he's talking to the, the preacher because the preacher's obviously Reverend. shady at F. Reverend. The Reverend, right, Reverend. I think his name is just Reverend in this film too. Yeah. So he's presumably Episcopalian. One of the things that's great about this movie is the credits. Nobody is labeled as anybody. So they just have credits and it's his cast and it's just a list of names. And you no just, characters. You, you have no idea who played who, so you kind of have to like follow these people's careers to figure out who actually ended up playing who in the end. Because Dolomite was the beginning of a lot of these different actors' careers, and then a lot of these actors and screenwriters and directors stopped directing and screenwriting and just went on his acting. Jerry Jones, he just continued his acting for the most part. I think he wrote one more film. Uh, the uh, director of, of Dolomite, um, Derville uh, Martin, he directed like two movies and then he just acted a bunch. And Rudy Ray Moore, same thing. He just continued to act. And Rudy Ray Moore, I think, was in like something like some Kung Fu Dolomite film, but he didn't even play Dolomite in that movie. It was like weird. He played like some kind of monk, like some like some fucking like Kung Fu monk in that. There was a younger actor playing Dolomite. 
I, I don't know. I never saw that film, but like, oh my god, that chick is just naked right there, by the way. Where? The one sitting in the red chair with the kind of right next to Queen Bee. I'm um, behind you, I guess. Where are you? I'm at 4020. I'm at 4028 now, currently. So I'm ahead. Oh, but, yeah, but our, our our time codes don't match up because I had the opening. Uh, okay. Oh, right. So every time we've we've sunk based on time codes, it's been meaningless, and we've been yeah. off. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so are you are you with Queen B at least talking to her girls and speaking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them? I don't think that girl in the red chair is naked. I think she's got clothes on. Oh no, she's naked. Is okay. your nipple? Nobody steals the door of my house. This is impossible to do a commentary where you're off, your seat is off my seat. Oh no, I see nipple. Talk to you about nipples. You have to pause for about three seconds and then play. All right, tell me when you get into the prison scene. I guess I, I just cut to it. Three, okay. two, one, yeah. play. Okay, and I love the dude with the domino tower. See the light box on top. Do you see the Kino? The black line on the very top? I think the, the, H- I think the Amazon Prime version fixed these problems. Is it 185 to 1 or is it 4 to 3? Mine looks 185 to 1. Mine's 185 to 1. Your your movie's 185 to 1? Yeah. Oh, so you... Fuck, dude! <laughs> I haven't seen any of the things you've been talking about. Who gives a shit? We should just stop this episode right now. Who gives a shit? I'm watching a totally different movie than you're watching. I'm watching a four to three film. Everything's been the same except for the cropping problems. All these cropping things that like so you're not that's why you're not seeing in the microphones, they're all cropped out. So this is a big thing. Most people complain about Dolomite and Rudy Ray Moore and 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 Derville Martin as as horrible filmmakers because they keep putting shotgun mics in shots honestly and, none and of the shots have been a problem there was the the shadow of the camera people in that one shot but i mean that's about it that's all that's the, yeah it but like people like red letter media will comment on the microphones and shots or like literally the light box and shots and it's because they're watching this four to three version and it's not supposed to be you're literally watching the wrong movie that way so when I watch this, I actually watch it. I I do the zoom in. I'm not doing it right now because we're doing this podcast. But normally when I watch this Dolomite, I actually push in. I'm surprised Dude, you didn't dig in the really final cut and just prop it yourself. No, no, no. Just quick time and you hit command four. But this is the girl he spanks across the face. After, so they just fucked. Right? And now when he's going to fuck her again, he spanks her across the face. You'll okay. see. This is oh, also... He called this girl Pancake in the beginning, yeah. and then we saw her again. He called her Pinky. So I don't know if it's the same girl's Pancake or Pinky. Or well, there's maybe- just a heart, a jump cut there. Yeah, you have the jump cut in bed from the exact same shot to the exact same shot. It's the best. I love that. Uh, my favorite. Did they just cut out sex that they couldn't get in the theaters? Oh. Well, they're about to show more sex. They just didn't, they wanted to allude to sex, I guess. What's great too, Felk, is. Earlier, when we cut to um, Jerry Jones's Blakely, the FBI agent, going to see Dolomite in prison, so they they cut on the same scene to Dolomite then just being released after Jerry Jones's Blakely leaves. All of a sudden, he's like, like Jerry Jones's character Blakely is like, "Hey, Dolomite, if you turn state's evidence or whatever, you know, state's witness, we'll we'll be able to take care of you." And he's like, "Fuck you and all your shit." And then literally the next scene is Dolomite, you're free. Thank He's you. like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> like, this is like, a scene that has already happened or will happen. That's the shot. That's the scene that just happened. <laughs> okay. And it's like one of those things you're like, wait, did time pass? Like, what the fuck happened here? I'm not <laughs> following the plot of Dolomite at all. And I have the, I'm trying to read the subtitles as much as possible. Well, I mean, you can't compare to someone who's been watching it for like 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Although, or honestly, th- I mean, it doesn't look 
bad. It doesn't look, look worse or, or better than many 70s films. So No, it doesn't. It's, it, and one of the things I like, I really do like about Dolomite. Oh, he's race back to watch. He's gonna get, you know, he's gonna fuck. You don't even trust your mother. But, uh. <laughs> oh, he just hit the pillow. He didn't eat her face. No, love it. Like, it's great that they put that into the movie. Now they're fucking. Um, so, one of the things I love about Dolomite is it's a Western. It's it's black exploitation. It's a comedy. It's a crime film. But they made a Western in this oh, movie. The first person shots of the girl being fucked are weird. <laughs> yes, they really are. There's a couple first-person stuff, like even when he takes out Hamburger Pimp, there's like first-person shit too there. It's came inside. It's very odd. It's like they went creative. There is some cinematic moments in this film, um, and like things where you're like watching, you're like, dude, this is this is actually kind of good right here. But a lot of this movie, it feels like a western to me. It feels like like the way he kills people and just leaves their dead bodies on the street. You know, the way they kind of they 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 they, they go into the local whorehouse and then and then kind of like have to save the whores like like all of that and like the you know i left he went to prison dolomite went to prison but the concept of the 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 hero left and when he returns to town a a, someone an underling of his or a past rival of his is now taking over the town and he's kind of have to clear the town of this past rival or underling who's now come back that's these are all massive western themes and yeah i'm sure that was the intention when when rudy raymore wrote this what? I, I don't. I don't. I don't think uh, this is. Well, maybe it is intended to be. Have, Dolomite apparently. This is a quick fact that came up. Dolomite has been cited as a major influence for Quentin Tarantino and uh, Eddie Murphy. And I was like, yeah, Quentin Tarantino definitely was influenced by this movie because that was so so revolutionary about Pulp Fiction was that it just like had just kind of like crime adjacent people just hanging out. Not a lot of plot sometimes. People just chilling. And there's a lot of that in this film. But I don't know what Dolomite, or Rudy Ray Moore, rather, was inspired by to make this movie. And you're positing, I guess, that he was inspired by classic westerns. No, I'm not positing it. I just like that. I just like how watching this feels like I'm watching a western. I think think that might be my own take, to be honest. But if that was the case, I'm even happier. So you don't believe Um, that that was intentional from Rudy Ray Moore to make this like a western. It's just something that you have... uh, you liked yeah. about it, okay? Yeah, when I when I, when I watch this film, I I it feels like a western. Like even the pacing at times, it feels like a western to me. And I, I love westerns, um, but I I I think that Rudy Ray Moore was more inspired by films he ha- wasn't seen in theaters. Um, honestly, this podcast is something that I I, I thought of doing in 2013, and I reached out to Nolan about it then. And it was because my daughter was about to be born, and I was like, fuck, man, I don't want to miss out on talking to my friends, but I'm afraid that once I have my kid, I'm just not going to see my friends as much. So I, I was talking to Nolan, like, we should do a podcast. And then that kind of fell away. And then around 2016-ish, 2017, early 2017, um, I kind of came up with the idea again, but I kind of said it to Nolan and Felk at the same time. And Felk, you just took it. I mean, Nolan and I like talked about it for like three or four years. But, like, you just took it and, like, you just made it yours. And the reason I wanted to do this podcast was I love podcasts. But I keep hearing podcasts that are, like, nerd podcasts, but they're not willing to say fuck or shit or talk about things 
that are real well, and they because, try to it's because, everything's because that locks them out of getting sponsors exactly. <laughs> and we don't give a shit about that because we're not doing this for the money we're literally doing this for fun no, yeah. and 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 Definitely so not for the money i i was like you know and one of the things nolan said too was early on it's like 2013 he said this to me he said um one of the things we can do great about those podcasts is we're editors and we can like really make this something different than other people and like have we at times sure and other other times have we no of course not but that's we've played it right and i, I don't like want that. to make it as much work as you guys made it so you guys took no, no, more no. time and, and, it. And there's times that i haven't even put much effort into the podcast but what we've done is when we want to we've turned the podcast into more than i think what a podcast should be and i think we've turned the podcast <laughs> at times into more um of of a podcast that i've always wanted to listen to which is a is a podcast that's kind of has insight into the into the industry which we have and we won't get any more into that than we have but the insight we have is great and then we have like you know just decades of loving movies and kind of our own film school knowledge from either being at home film school knowledge or from film school knowledge from actually going to film school general trivia Creeper has a copy of oops, uh, Rudy Ray Moore's Dolomite for President on his nightstand. I don't know who Creeper is. Creeper is the uh, is is a hamburger pimp. Oh, yeah. General um, trivia. So yeah, so just at, in- <laughs> at one point, the New York Times called the film as the Citizen Kane of black exploitation. That's on the poster. Yeah, that's on the poster. I, I mean, I don't know if it's the Citizen Kane of black exploitation, but it's the black exploitation film that I actually care to watch other than Shaft. Shaft is the other yeah, one I watched. Shaft be like a little bit more important, or Shaft I think would be more important. Yeah, I Foxy guess Brown. because it was. Well, Richard Brown. No, not Foxy kind Brown. Of... Foxy Cleopatra, whatever it was. Foxy Brown was good. Yeah, but um, because Foxy Brown was what Jackie Brown was based on. But um. Oh yeah, Jackie Brown. Okay. But uh, uh, Richard Roundtree is I I think a much like bigger star than Rudy Ray Moore. So I would think Shaft is a. I would imagine is bigger, and Shaft became. Like Samuel Jackson, I love Shaft and Shaft and Shaft are three films that are sequels of each other. Yeah, you have Shaft from like 1978 or something like that. You have Shaft from 2000, where Richard Roundtree Shaft still exists, and his son is Samuel Jackson, and Christian Bale is the fucking white douche they have to fight. And then you have Shaft, yeah, they had to which change just came his out again mid- midway through filming. With Richard Roundtree and, and, and Samuel Jackson and a new Shaft. His character was very overtly based on uh, J- uh, JFK Jr., but while they were filming, JFK Jr. died, I think. Or maybe they, the, the, he died well before they started filming and they had to change the script. Dude, those Kennedys, man. Like, it was uh, Robert Kennedy. He fucking... He approved the wiretaps um, that J. Edgar Hoover used on uh, Martin Luther King Jr., yeah, they weren't. That was Robert Kennedy, Timeless, and he he was the uh, attorney general of the of the country at the time. So you know, goes to show what a Kennedy can do. <laughs> One of the Kennedys murdered a woman accident. Well, a negligent homicide. I've been that on that was, bridge. That I've literally been on that bridge, and let me tell you what, you can easily drive off that fucking bridge. Now, if you were drunk, allegedly, it would be even easier to drive off that bridge. Chappaquiddick? No Chappaquiddick? Yeah, and Chappaquiddick, yeah. I have a Chappaquiddick sweatshirt, too, in fact, from when I was there. Where is that? It's uh, it's an, a small little island East attached Coast. to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, okay. I, I thought it was... I knew it was New England, obviously. It's not technically attached, but, like, I mean... Because there's, like, a little tiny body of water in between the two of them, but they're practically the same landmass. I've never been to Martha's Vineyard. 
I have. Although I have been on the Jaws experience, you know, so. <laughs> or whatever and I've been it. on the tram ride for Universal, baby. Yeah, we did. We got, to, right. we got we were way in the back, so we got to see all the we got the shark going backwards, resetting into its position. Yeah, yeah, that's the shittiest thing. Like I okay, so I used to sit in the back even when before our last time. This was uh, episode eighty eight. They have twi- yeah, Universal Studios has twice taken a look at us and said back of the bus to, to to us. It has absolutely, and you don't see shit and, back and, there. And, <laughs> And, and every time we've been back there, we've, of course, been drunk and loud, so we deserve to be back there. We actually but, weren't that drunk when we were there with Nolan, though. <laughs> I mean, we were pretty well, sober. We were drunk enough that these, the fucking dude, Shit Pants, stopped the ride. The guy that we call Shit Pants colloquially, he stopped the ride, and, and he was going to tattle on us, I'm pretty sure. And when everyone got quiet... He didn't want to tattle on us in silence, and so he and we were quiet too. So he pretended he had his shit, and then he didn't have to shit because he didn't really need his shit. Even though no, he wasn't going to tell on us. He was he he needed to piss. Oh, I think so. I think I said that on on the on at the time too. Like I I think he was going to tell on us. (laughs) He was. He's going to tell on us. This is the mayor. He couldn't even hear us. I, I don't know. I don't think. I think we were far enough away. We were three rows behind him. (laughs) <laughs> there was a family in front of us that couldn't handle the fact that we kept swearing my favorite part kids. i think my favorite part of that ride in retrospect is the fact that uh uh vin diesel like phoned in a few scenes like full body like live action he was there like yeah, yeah what's oh, yeah. up but then, but but then but then as you go in the thing you hear this voiceover that's so clearly not vin diesel going hey this is dumb be sure to yeah. not use flash photography yeah, yeah, it's it's somebody that was at Universal at the time, who they thought you could be a good Dom, and they brought him in and they had him say Dom's lines. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you can hear it. I think in that episode too, you can actually hear it kick in all of a sudden. And I think that's where we like we coined that phrase that that ride felt like the Fast and Furious ride feels like a kid playing with his toys. Well, that's all. Like, I mean, that's that's like, Fast and Furious. And Dom's like, hanging up. from the helicopter. And he zooms in. And he shoots up the bad guys. <laughs> like it's like you can picture a eight-year-old's hand touching every single to- like car and helicopter and moving them around. Well, that's a that's an it's onion the- bit about how like the Fast and the Furious r- movies are like written by like a five-year-old. They, uh, they, they they could be easily. Yeah. Well, that experience felt like a fucking eight-year-old wrote it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, folks, if you didn't hear me earlier, that's the mayor right there, right? That 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 guy that looks like could be Randall from Vanderpump Rules. Mm. That's that means nothing to me. <laughs> I don't know who Randall is. Randall is like uh, one of like uh, E's friends from Entourage, like Kevin Connolly. Like in real life, Kevin Connolly's he like helped. Oh, it's High Pike. Randall helped produce Gotti. Yeah, it's High Pike. He's also in Blade Runner. That guy was? Yeah, High Pike. He's the guy who uh, is at the 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 bar the the Snake Club, uh, where who gets like inter- interviewed by Deckard, who gets a question by Deckard. Oh, you, are you fucking kidding me? This mayor dude is in Blade Runner. Yeah. Does he ever sell? Repl- He's naked in this movie. He ever movie. sell fake snakes to replicants? He's like, oh, the time, pal. He's that, he's that guy. Oh my god, he might be the biggest character or actor in this whole movie. <laughs> I mean, probably not. I'm sure he's in a lot of terrible movies. He's in one movie that Red Letter Media reviewed, so uh, and, and they're best of the worst. So, uh, what was it? Like uh, some kind of whole, like, some, uh, some horror movie that was Cameron weird. Mitchell? So, so Jay loved it. Um, I, I no, uh, not a Cameron Mitchell movie. You gotta huh. take care of that. I don't get their obsession with Cameron Mitchell. Frankly, I don't see what's so special about him. 
I think they love the fact that Cameron Mitchell doesn't sit or stand up. He only sits down. Yeah. He's always in the same shot no matter what. Like, no matter what movie you film him in, he's got the same, like, wooden blinds, white wooden blinds behind him. This, this last time was uh, the High Pike, the mayor, said, I'll take care of the Dolomite. The Dolomite. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's as if it's if he was saying, "I'll take care of the John sex or the well." That's I mean, Batman it, it does that obviously. Some people say the Batman, the the more uh, the higher you know, like thinking piece kind of movie that it is. They think that the Batman makes more sense for people to say than calling him Batman. Um, I always wanted to meet the Wolverine. Yeah, I don't like or or yeah. There's a lot of. The Wonder Woman, you know, no one ever says Wonder Woman in those movies, but uh, I don't like the Batman. And I'm, I wish the movie wasn't called the Batman. Honestly, I think it should just be Batman. I don't like it being the Batman. Who are you? I'm the Batman. Batman. <laughs> I'm the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the best? Who's the best on Batman? I mean, I guess Christian Bale and Michael Keaton are the only ones who say I'm oh, Batman. It's, it's, OK, the best I am Batman ever is Keaton's first one ever. Oh, yeah. Not Clooney's it's high freeze on Batman. <laughs> oh, no, that is. We had this conversation. This is old content. We've talked about this before because I remember cutting in. Yeah, freeze going or not freeze. Dude, we've done 181 episodes. And we're watching Dolomite. There's going to be some goddamn repetition. Yeah, well, Dolomite is repetition. Essentially, <laughs> we've had this conversation earlier in the, sh in the show. I mean, I, I've been I've, ever since I got to HBO go. Max. I, I rewatched the good Harry Potter movies, which is three through eight. And I, and I I enjoyed them. There was something to put on in the background, but I'm like, you know, there's there there's a Harry Potter movie I haven't seen. It's got Jude Law. It's like fuckable Dumbledore. Even though I hated the first Fantastic Beasts, and I think I, I was on Pornhub like 30 minutes in, and I don't really remember what happened in the movie. Uh, but uh, watched the second one, and oh my god, it's fucking horrible. There's no it's plot. Bad. Yeah, it's bad. And it's just weird. See, it's awkward seeing Johnny Depp on screen. Now, not be and I believe what? that he was the victim of the abuse from Amber Heard. I I believe Johnny. Oh Depp. yeah. But I also think Johnny Depp clearly was he had a problem with with alcohol that allowed him to be a target for abuse. That's a common thing. He Abusers about often that. often yeah they target people who have substance problems. Makes it mm -hmm. easier to control them. It, like which you know, know she kind of maybe was doing. Um and you know I've seen the photos of when she cut his fucking finger off practically, and it's it's just weird to see him on screen though. It's just like. I, I feel bad for this this human, but I also kind of hate him. Like when you hear about like how in the last Pirates he had to have an earpiece so he could have his little lines fed to him because he couldn't uh, remember because he was probably drunk, and it's just like I, I feel like it's it's like a like a when you pass a car accident, you see thirty people just staring and taking photos, and like somebody help the poor man. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Larry David has that joke about that, right? Like where the woman's screaming, someone call 911 or somebody get a sponge. And Larry David's always like, why don't you do it? Like, what do you, why don't you call 911? Why don't you get a sponge? Like, what are you doing? Just yelling. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, I don't like uh, Fantastic Beasts, uh, either one of them. And I don't like the way the, the second film ends. Like, it, it's weird. Was Zoe Kravitz's character, like, giving in and... I, I feel like there's scenes I'm missing in that movie that were shot and cut out for time. Um, I don't mind watching Johnny Depp, though, in older things. Like, I rewatched Pirates of the Car uh, Caribbean or Caribbean, uh, Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl with the kids, and they loved it. 
And yeah. it was great watching Johnny Depp in that movie again and like seeing like what Johnny Depp is when Johnny Depp is firing on all cylinders. Yeah, he was he cared and he cared then. He did, he cared. And and no question he's given up in a lot of ways. But I like him in Lone Ranger. I think he cares in Lone Ranger too. I haven't seen Lone Ranger. I haven't seen Lone Ranger. Yeah, I I really like Lone Ranger and I think it gets a bad rap. I think John Carter and Lone Ranger get a bad rap because other movies came out that year that were much better. And they are essentially Disney just having fun and experimenting and allowing Gore Verbinski to make whatever the fuck he wanted, which was Lone Ranger, and letting Andrew Stanton make whatever the fuck he wanted, which was John Carter. And Oh, fun fact about John Carter, by the way. John Carter yeah. is the most expensive movie ever edited with Final Cut Pro 7 or Final Cut Pro. Wow. Now, the most expensive part, I would I would go further to say there's a whole producer conspiracy theory about the movie, the the movie and the play producers. Um, a lot of people think Disney just pulled a fast one with John Carter and Lone Ranger and a couple others. They purposely botched them and botched the marketing so that they would fail. So they would actually make money off of them. Oh, you mean the producers? OK, no, that's that. I mean, that's it's a tax write off thing, right? Because you, you, you buy insurance against your loss or something like that. Yeah. Well, so apparently with John Carter, the, the theory was was Disney knew having already purchased Marvel, that Avengers was going to be huge. And so they allowed essentially John Carter to fail so they could do the tax write off right on the fail. See, yeah, but they did advertise. As I remember when it came out, I was they advertised poorly, though. Yeah, well, there was like a giant billboard on like Hollywood and Highland. All right. And it just had a shirtless Taylor Kitsch with a sword. Yep. And there was like this giant white ape behind yep. him. And it just said John apes. Carter. And I was like, that does not do a good job of making this. That looks like a fake movie trailer or movie poster you'd see in like a video game. And, and a Ben Stiller movie. Yeah. Something like that. It just it felt yeah, like it, 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 it looks wrong. It yeah. looks weird. Yeah, and that was the marketing for John Carter. And when you actually watch John Carter, you're like, oh, wow, there's, like, lots of money spent in this movie where they, like, they were doing levels of Avatar on The Martians. And Willem Dafoe and Samantha Morton look amazing as these green alien characters with, like, six appendages and shit. And it's just fantastically made. But they... they, they fucking sandbagged it like clear i mean i think it looks like that to me at least like it doesn't feel like they did a good job marketing like that or they just did not know how to market they didn't know how to market it i i don't think it was intent i mean maybe maybe there is actual like paper trail that says that like they actually benefited from it being a loss any movie named with mars in it will fail that's a theory in hollywood it's a curse you put mars in the title and your movie will not make money mission to mars Red Planet doesn't technically count. Um, John Car- uh, Ghost of Mars. Uh, yeah, Ghost of John Mars. Carter of Mars. So they removed the of Mars part. In fact, the only movie that's like wildly successful with Mar in it is Martian. The Martian. I mean, that Mars Attack, well, did Mars really Attack well. didn't tank, but I don't know that it made money. Mars Attack was a bomb. I guess it was a bomb. Yeah, I, like, Mars I like Mars Attack, by the way. I think it's a, Mars a really Attack fun is movie. great. I mean, it's one of Jack Black's like early roles. I mean, like, there's a lot of great actors. Well, Jack Nicholson there's, there's is like fantastic. maybe four it's movies with Mars in the title, so it's it's not really like that. That, that can't be really seen as a trend. <laughs> like, if there's a lot of movies weird. with Mars, in no, there's think think of how movies that are successful with Mars in the title. I can't name. There, there aren't any. But there's only like four the movies Martian. with Mars in the title to begin with. 
Oh no, dude! If you did a Google search right now of Mars movies uh, about Mars, and the ones I mean, like how many would you actually go? Oh, that was successful. The Martian, probably the Martian. Yeah, probably the Martian. Had Astro takes has a lot of 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 Mars in it, but uh, (laughs) no, it doesn't. It's like the it's like twenty minutes. He's on Mars. That's where he meets uh, the chick from. but it's under it's underground. It's not like Mars. It's like it's like a set underground. It's like a whole base. Well, no movie's been filmed on Mars. <laughs> so No, but the Martian did a good job of like filming what looked like it was on Mars. Yeah, and, they like, did. you know. They did. And it's almost entire that's almost entirely sets, by the way. That's that like that that's uh they I thought they went out somewhere and just, you know, color graded yeah. the, the I desert. So they filmed in New Mexico or Arizona. No, they filmed it was all it was all soundstage. Wow. That's fucking awesome. You know, I, I now I don't know where Starship Troopers went, but their alien planets look. I mean, they're clearly just the de- like Indio Desert, but uh, right. it, it does a good job of making you feel like you're on an alien planet. Right, but still realistic to the point where you could think of it as a tertiary planet. Yes, that would. I mean, it doesn't quite make sense that like the planet seems to only have the arachnids on it. Surely there'd be other life that they'd eat for them to survive. They were launched there, though, they, by, by the, the big fat beetles. Right? But what do they, they consume? Launched. Like, they have to eat something in order to... They consume the Mormons. I don't know if there's enough of them. There's only, like, 30 Mormons. No, no, I love that it's Mormons. What, <laughs> but it's like, no, it was Mormons, and they, they killed the Mormons, right? And and they ate them all. And then that's when they sent the uh, the Marines there, the Colonial Marines, essentially, right? And the Colonial Marines show up. Yeah, and, that was on Clodathu. Uh, Clodathu, yeah. So We should have watched Starship Troopers. Now, oh, that, I love social now social. that you finally uh, have taken the political compass test and, and understand that you're you're a center left libertarian rather than a, a hard centrist, uh, hardline centrist on authoritarian versus libertarian, I'd like to see your take on, on Starship Troopers. Wait, wait, wait. My centrist comments were usually left and right, though. Sure, yeah. Not which, authoritarian versus libertarian. Yeah, yeah. You were you weren't you weren't factoring that in, uh, but now you you know that it, it, that there is you know up and down to the right. spectrum. Right. I was as well. fo- I was focused on the x axis, not the y axis. Or no, I was focused on the y axis, not the x axis. And of course, you 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 recognize that uh, Starship Troopers is a comment on on hard authoritarian fascism. Uh, I knew that when I was in high school watching it, though. Yeah. Well, I mean. I didn't learn that from you. Yeah, no. Well, a lot of people <laughs> didn't understand. Ago. A lot of people did not understand the movie was like making, like it wasn't a coincidence that like uh, Doogie Hauser's fucking wearing a Nazi fucking uniform. Like the yeah. movie was uh, making yeah. a commentary, uh, uh, like a hard commentary on on both uh, fascism and the like war for profit or war is the driving like force. And, and yeah. people being interchangeable throughout the war, and because I, I mean, I thought there'd be like a big like scene at the end where they win, and instead it's just like they have a minor victory, and the war keeps going, and everybody's been promoted. Mm-hmm. And it's like that movie is so insightful on on on, on, uh, on as a commentary on fascism and, and the military institution. I'm getting distracted by Dolomite because there's just some fucking tribal dance happening that's been going on yeah. for like three minutes. And even the audience is fucking bored. <laughs> we're at the we're at the total experience, and we're watching a, a great uh, stage play. And Dolomite's going to come out here. And he's going to do an incredible speech. This is his stand-up he's about to do. Uh, it's called the Signifying Monkey, which is an old African American uh, folklore that came from West Africa about essentially a trickster uh, character, the the monkey, the Signifying Monkey, and how he tricks the lion to get beat up by an elephant. It's kind of like Loki. It's a little bit of a play on that kind of that trickster god. Oh, yeah. um, 
Which is a little bit of a reference to Dolomite's character in this movie, probably even to Rudy Ray Moore himself. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually a fucking fantastic thing. But to go back to Search Troopers for a second and not focus on the movie we're watching, well, um, <laughs> I, I think the people though felt that don't understand Starship Troopers is clearly a commentary on fascism. Are people who watch like you know Fast and the Furious because gar- cars go fast? You know what I mean? Like it's just. It's like, it's not for that audience. I don't think there's any, any more depth to Fast and the Furious, though. There's depth to Stars from Troopers. No, no, I mean, like, they watch it because the cars go fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. Not, they're not going to watch Starship Troopers because the fascism in it. They're going to watch it because bugs go explode in yeah. Starship Troopers, right? Like, you know, people die. Like, that's fun and action, fun, blood. Like, that's what Starship Troopers is to those types of, pe- those types of people. They, they're the same type that watch probably, you know... Uh, the thing and end it going, oh, so both those guys are okay in the snow and no one's going to be an alien anymore. Like, you know That's what I mean? That's very like, subtle. No one, no one looks at the end of the thing and goes, okay, they're safe. <laughs> like, you know, like no one watches that. It goes and figures that out. Yeah. So I think it just kind of depends on like the audience you have. And I think Starship Troopers and Paul Verhoeven in general, he's really talented at making a film that on, on, a, on one layer is popcorn, baby. It's all popcorn and candy. And then another layer, there's depth and cinema there. And Paul Verhoeven's done it time and time again. He's done it with Basic Instinct. He's done it with, with fucking Showgirls. Well, Robo- He's done it with sorry, RoboCop Troopers. definitely is in the vein of Star RoboCop Troopers. is the ultimate. But people it's, don't get recall. Showgirls. That Showgirls, like, he, there, there is, like, an, uh, a layer on top of Showgirls that you're, you're not aware of. And it wasn't until, like, maybe, like, 2006... When when uh, there was viewing parties with like mostly catty females and, and a couple of feisty gay guys, which is how I fucking first are, are eventually viewed Basic Instinct at a party, and, and they no, were all girls. making fun, or show, yeah showgirls at, at a party uh, like that, uh, and and I was realized like holy shit this movie this is just as brilliant as fucking uh, Basic Instinct and, and Starship Troopers and RoboCop, and that it's it is Torical. it is like making fun of movies and Vegas. And the yeah. basic concept of like any mo- like there's so many movies that Showgirls is making fun of that I had no idea that it was actually it was not intending to be one of those movies it was intending to make fun of those movies that fucking flash dance like I I'm, f- I'm from the bottom and I'm gonna make it I'm I'm a dancer and like, like right. that's that's it is it is mocking everything from uh, from uh, Jeffrey Beals yeah Dirty Dancing every like, exactly yeah Jennifer Beals uh, and the entire like character perseveres uh kind of the rent fad like that kind of stuff yeah yeah it is i mean i i actually like showgirls a lot i love i think basic instinct is a near perfect film to be honest um i i i love i love basic instinct like i think most people think of basic instinct and think of it as sharon stone like showing her pussy yeah it's not i mean that's three minutes of the whole fucking movie and it's a great three minute scene but basic instinct is Layered and and Verhoeven does that. I mean, Glad uh, protested the making of Basic Instinct and and protested in the streets of San Francisco to like shut them down because it's like you're depicting a lesbian as a bad person and it's like that movie was fucking progressive by having the villain be a a bisexual and it's like it's so weird to think that that was controversial and also offensive to Glad at the time and now like they'll probably put her as like one of the fucking like here's 
great characters who have been just happen no. to be gay. Like, like Hollywood they, heroes that didn't know it then. Sharon Stone, number three, for yeah. playing, yeah, whatever her name is in Basic Instinct. Well, because uh, that, that Basic Instinct, what year was Basic Instinct? Was it 91? 90s. Yeah, so it was like that back to back within Silence of the Lambs. His also had a gay serial killer. Uh, yeah. they, they probably were a little on edge because there wasn't, you know, it wasn't now where every CW show is 25% gay or, or it doesn't get greenlit. Uh, and uh, now we have uh, equal representation for gay characters. Some would say over <laughs> over the average. Uh, some of, would say not enough. Some would say not enough, but man, it's. It, it just pops in and in any fucking you like oh this is a cool show on hbo or here's two men fucking fucking in like five minutes into the first episode so one of the things my kids are like really into right now is adventure time along with other things but they, they've always been into adventure time but they've gotten like really into it recently yeah and it's like one of those things where like i'm like oh great they'll finally watch it i sure hope they get to that final episode where i think it's like finn goes i'm gay and then it ends <laughs> like you know that doesn't like, happen yeah, that's how Adventure Time ends. Does it? Pretty certain Adventure Time ends with Finn just being like, I'm gay, guess what? And then it ends. I don't think so. I'll look, look into this. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up real quick. Then why, why, I'm, I'm, why, was, he so, why was he so into Flame Princess? The, the, I don't know. The, the gay thing was always between uh, Princess Bubblegum and uh, the vampire girl. Oh, maybe it was them. Okay, maybe I'm wrong with Finn then. Sorry. It may have been just them, yeah. Someone was gay. I forget what who it was, to be honest. I watched it a long time ago. Ending. And not closely enough. But I can't wait till my kids get to it, though. Because it'll be nice for them to see inclusion in, in something like that, where like someone just gets gay for half a second. Or when they watch Avengers Endgame, and they get to see like that one gay character show up in the beginning, and then he's just not in the movie anymore. <laughs> like That's so, so cool. That's so great. This fight is awesome. This is a fight between Willie Green's men and all of Dolomite's fucking kung fu bitches. Look at this shit. It's great. And Dolomite's preparing to fight fucking Willie Green right here. Let me turn off the light. I have no idea where you are in this movie, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find out how uh, Adventure Time ends because I, I seriously... It ends someone turning gay. I'm, just, I'm almost certain. It's like somebody was all of a sudden like, I'm gay. It might have been the princess, actually. Princess Bubblegum. Marceline. Whatever her name is. Major D. Marceline. Marceline, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's her. Yeah, the, it um, is. It's Marceline and, and, and uh, Princess Bubblegum, which, which has been hinted at many times throughout the, 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 the show. But I think it's like at the end where they were just like inclusive, right? Inclusivity because we said it, and it's like it's not. No, really you're just throwing me off by saying Finn, like say Finn turned, says he's gay at the end, and it's like he's always been depicted as having crushes on girls. So that wouldn't be right. No, I mean you're right. I'm you're right. I'm wrong. But my point still stands that just throwing something inclusivity all of a sudden at the end of a fucking show and being like, guess what? They were gay all the time. Is it really inclusivity? Right, you're not really being yeah. inclusive. They hinted at it. It's not. It's not like fucking. Like, yeah, it's not as bad as the lesbian kiss in the Rise of Skywalker, which was edited out for Ch the Chinese uh, market. Yeah. Or, or, exactly. It's, it's, or, or it's the like, fucking poster with the the Chinese poster of the Force Awakens, where uh, uh, Finn is just replaced. The, the Star Wars Finn, John Boyega, is just replaced by like a spaceship. <laughs> black okay, people don't. Black people don't really market well in in China, <laughs> and we should probably talk about that more. About that's that not true. China's that kind true? of. 
No, are you, China's fucking awful <laughs> when it comes no, wait, to black no, are, people. Is it true John Boyega was replaced with a spaceship? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. That's horrible. It's fucking horrible. Mm -hmm. That's horrible. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was going to I was gonna ask you, Felk, what was the one time you thought that inclusivity with uh, homosexuality or anything LGBT in film, what was your favorite boner? But not really worth asking that anymore. oh uh well i mean in, in games i i really liked uh i can't remember his name now the 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 butch nico. fucking no 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 and uh nico wasn't gay uh in, in, the, in the last of us uh I'm trying to remember his name um the guy who, uh, who was like he's uh, clearly a bear and, and you find out he's oh gay. oh the guy that's from deadwood yeah 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 he's in the first town that you come across and he helps you like get the school buses like uh uh battery but it really isn't that and yeah. then you find out that his boyfriend killed or his husband killed himself in the um his partner hung himself in the house and then they have to take the truck and they leave yeah watch this what uh, yeah blakely just guns down willie green after dolomite ripped his stomach out but he, after dolomite takes a shot to the fucking chest i Sorry. love that there and he's just holding his there heart there it is that's the chinese poster next to the american uh poster Oh, Jesus Christ. This is so fucked up. Yeah. What? And, just, and just because, you know, the current state of things and, and John Boyega mentioned it. He, I think he actually maybe mentioned it on Twitter. It's like, yeah, Disney, you fucking did this. Uh, so uh, oh, you're, he's you're not the Chinese one. He's just really tiny. Where? Where is he? Oh, he's t Oh, you're right. Yeah, he is little. He's okay. not as prominent. Yeah. <laughs> harder to see. He's much harder to see. He's really hard to see, actually. But uh, yeah, huh, Boyega, he, ca he called it. He called it out, I think, uh, because it's like, well, maybe it was coincidence. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's definitely it's not coincidence. Trying to find his actual quote. I don't want to misquote John Boyega. Dude, his I, I watched his speech when he was um uh out there uh, protesting uh, for Black Lives Matter, and it was like it was powerful, man. It was a really good speech. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. It was from, nice. Let's hear from John. Uh, this poster in China was a big thing that only got into my attention through social media. A lot of people were showing me this poster, and I remember looking at it, and they made me tiny in it. <laughs> they made everyone else big. Uh, you, your, his response was uh, to the poster, it's "You stupid arse!" Oh, he's British. Racist people, man, who are jump, just operating on 0.1% of your brain power. That's how you see things based on how much melanin is in someone's skin. And I'm not sure if he's talking about China or, well, it was Disney's poster. So Disney was the one yeah, who did it's, it. It's Disney's marketing team regardless. For me, I was like. You know who's actually taken out? Chewbacca's been removed out of the Chinese poster entirely. They don't like, they do not like Wookiees either. Uh, for me, it was like, it's whatever. I didn't really even fixate on it. It's I don't matter. It don't matter how small you want to put someone on the poster. A lot of people are going to see Star Wars. My black face is going to be running throughout that whole thing. That's a good point. He, I mean, he's in the movie. You know, if they cut him out of the fucking movie. That would be a a little uh, harder for Disney to save face on. Yeah, they replaced him with an Ewok the whole time. Yeah, and the Ewok would blink <laughs> because they have that technology now. Yeah, yeah, yep. They, the special editions. How much longer do we have to talk for? <laughs> yeah, I'm run out of things to say. Ten minutes. No, dude, the movie's over. This is like the end of the movie, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, this is the end of uh, uh what, what will likely be the end of the, these characters coming up right now. So Willie Green is already dead, right? And now we're gonna watch. 
this one Dolomite's girl kind of die trying to kill uh, the mayor. She killed the mayor's girl, and then she just fucked the mayor before all this. And now and the mayor's choking a her out. black woman to death. That's not a good look. Naked for a and naked too. L.A. mayor <laughs> to do. Yeah, L.A. mayor naked on the bathroom floor, choking a woman to death. Yeah. Hey, what are you guys gonna do? Not looking good. Not looking good. Oh, well, look how look how smaller Century City was. There's like half as many buildings as it has now. Isn't that funny? Yeah, really. It is a lot tinier. Well, there's no Fox building. I mean, that, that makes sense. It was built when they were making Die Hard. Way before. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. I'm so used to seeing it with that big, uh, the big, Completely the different big Die Hard line. building. Yeah, it's, it's very different. So, yeah, they're going to inject now Blakely, right, with this drugs and then throw him in the pool. Why is he allowing that? But this guy, he's an FBI agent who works with Dolomite, and he's not going to stand by there and let him do it. I actually kind of like you tell. He's like, your boss is getting away with murder, and they're like, okay. <laughs> he's like, there's no, a lot of sudden kung fu in this movie. Like somebody's all I of a love sudden the sudden kung fu. Just does kung fu, and it's like, wh where is it coming out of? The guy has a gun pointed at you. How is you suddenly kneeing him in the crotch? Not going to have him just shoot you. And here's here's another great thing. It shows this <laughs> officer or this FBI agent Blake Lively or Blake Lively Blakely. Running and shooting the gun. Blake I thought you're not supposed to run and shoot guns. What happened to Blake Lively? She just stopped being a thing. She was in that shark movie. No, she was in the uh, something like the the rhythm section, and she was in the rhythm section movie, and it didn't do well. It bombed. Yeah, that movie was like one of the biggest failures in a long time. All right, that's supposed to be Jerry Jones. That guy's got a super big wig on. It's not Jerry Jones. And then cuts. Okay, this is the best. So the in, the uh, the interior shots of the cars are incredible because they never match up with where the cars are driving. <laughs> this, this looks like the hills. I mean, you got, it has, it, we, this yeah. is Burbank Hills, I think. Well, well, there have to be the Hollywood Hills. Otherwise, well, I mean, there's no continuity. I'm sure. Yeah, you're right. But uh, you, the shot from that, that pool was was the Hollywood Hills because you could see Century City. You can't see Century City from Burbank No, but the, the driving shots, I feel like, are Burbank Hills almost. Yeah, it might be. Because if... It feels like well, it's it hard like to know from 1975. I mean, neither of us have any idea what Look LA at this. looked like then. So that could be South Centrally, but that also looks Burbank to me. Stuff to tell back though. Everything was just sunny and new. Like, like I mean, LA was just built in the 60s, basically. Or 30s, I thought. I mean, it did well because yeah, there was there's been waves of where it, it, massive infrastructure was built in LA because after the. What, 1908 San Francisco earthquake? The L.A. port became the, the dominant West Coast uh, port, whereas it had been San Francisco because they the earthquake just fucked it up. When, was it 1908? I think it was. 1908, you're right. So, Phil, keep in mind, this is the FBI agent, and this is the mayor of L.A. FBI agent is shooting the mayor of L.A. as he's trying to board a plane. <laughs> yeah, they, didn't, they, that, they had that plane for the day. Yeah, they couldn't get out that plane in the air. They didn't have that money. They had enough money to put that airplane outside of the hangar for 20 minutes and to shoot the scene. Why does this black nurse also act like a prostitute? Because it is. That's Chai, short for Chicago. She's a nurse, too? Chai is one of uh, uh, Queen Bee's women, I think. But is she also a nurse? Why is she dressed like a nurse? She's also a nurse. <laughs> yes, she's both. But nurses don't do that. They don't like put their hand against your cock, like <laughs> uh, over no, your bed. She loves Dolomite yeah. too. Okay. Oh my God! There's this whole thing on Fox News today about this uh, about this playmate 
or Playboy girl named Daniela or Danielle Lupo, who's a medical assistant, but um, she changed her name for the Czech Republic fully nude pictorial she did. And I couldn't figure out who she was. I'm like, oh, my God, I want to see who this is. But she, I can't find anywhere what Danielle Lupo's real name is. But she's kind of like thriving on the whole concept that she was in Playboy right now. And that she's a medical assistant. She's like, I changed my name. It's a whole fucking article that like so many different like affiliates picked up yeah. from from Fox. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, I want to find out what your name well, is. a lot find of your check-, check Playboy girls. Like, I mean, because there was Katya Clover and uh, – uh, Emily Bloom, uh, who I've mentioned on the show before, because they're they're super they're like perfect human female specimens. But uh, for every one of those, because they're both Eastern European of some kind, probably Czech. Uh, every one of those that pops up into Play, like Playboy Plus, they've got like a hundred other uh, Czech and Eastern European girls who are like they're all kind of it's it's almost like a blank slate where there's like I, I i could see a hundred of them and not recognize one of them again because they all look so similar and so those you, just, you can just tell when a girl is eastern european they got the sunken eyes that you can tell that they probably had to eat rat soup at one point yeah you're talking about a very generalized look though because i've seen some eastern european women that are gorgeous they're all gorgeous no, even even the ones words. i'm describing are gorgeous you can just tell you can just tell that like by looking at them that they, they won't say hello they go hello <laughs> like they, they, that horrible eastern that was not a chinese accent that was an eastern european accent i'm just very bad yeah i know what you mean yeah they have deep accents they have deep they accents have deep where accents. you can tell you can tell that like they were the ones that weren't sold to the sultan and now they're in playboy yeah now they're in playboy yeah well they probably had they may have had nicer daddies that didn't sell them they lucked out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They lucked out. You, you, you probably don't want to be one of the ones. I love this. I love how many people die in this Ar- hospital arrives. room and yeah. all this awkward, like, shooting, awkward, like, like choreography. You don't want to be shipped to Dubai in a box, but that's how they get them. No, you don't. Oh, my God. There was this one model I heard about who was. Fuck. What was her name? I think it was like Kaylee Cowan. Cow- uh, and it was like shocking. I heard this shit and I was like, I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. She was. I mean, look it up. Let me actually look up the her story just real quick because it's not worth mentioning if I can't actually find it because it's. Like it's, Lindsay Lohan probably knows when she goes to Dubai and stays at a Sultan's place that she's going to be able to come home, but you know, Katia Bia Onko Kovia is like she is like fifty fifty shot. She might just she might never get out. Never ever. I have no idea what the fuck has happened in Dolomite. They're they're in a hospital. Dolomite's being arrested again. He said Rasu beat motherfucker again. Oh, this is a ha- honky motherfucker. Drop it, Mitchell. You too, White. Oh, no, sorry. It wasn't It wasn't whoever I, I just said. I think I said her name was uh, uh, Kaylee Cohen. I'm not, no, it's not that. It's Chloe Ailing. She was a model, and she uh, was a 20-year-old British model and TV personality, and she thought she was flying to Milan, Spain, for a photo shoot in May, uh, June 2017. Instead, she was drugged, stuffed into a bag and kept for six days while her kidnappers tried to auction her as a sex slave. Yeah. This girl. I mean, how many fucking diamonds do you think she, she would have gone for? All I can think about when I hear that is the movie Taken and like the last 10 minutes of Taken when he finally goes to the boat and he finds his daughter. I mean, Taken's so over the top. Like, like he, he, he basically tells his daughter, like Liam does, before she goes, like, 
don't go to France. You will immediately be kidnapped by sex slavers. And she goes to France and then immediately gets kidnapped by sex slavers. Like, like she's like at the Paris airport. It's like, surely France was upset by this depiction of this movie. No, no, I've been to France. They, they, they're not upset by that at all. You think that they just get, they're just like, if you're a young, attractive female, you just immediately get kidnapped oh, by yeah. sex slavers. Oh yeah. In France, they're like, this is how it is. <laughs> like, that's, how, that's how they are. This is how we do with the young female. Dolomite's over. It is. Freeze frame and the credits. Martial arts fighters. Martial arts fighters is the very first credits we get though. Just so we're clear, martial art assistant director. Martial arts is a big thing here for Rudy Ray Moore. He wanted everyone to be able to kick butt and karate chop. Here. All right. Well, we're done. We did it. Okay, so you kind of just burned through Dolomite and didn't get to enjoy it. Did you kind of like it? I mean, I like the amount of tits I saw. Um, I didn't think yeah, it looked a lot. Like here. particularly bad for a, a 70s film. It, it, it didn't, like, you're... The whole open mat thing of, of people watch this the wrong way, so they thought the movie was poorly made. I mean, that's that's it seems like that kind of if that's a part of its legacy is look how many fucking microphones are seen in this movie. It is. It's like, well, then that's stupid because that was just that was just somebody not knowing how to fucking distribute it. Well, it's like it's like it's like when Disney like you know puts a whole bunch of episodes of Simpsons on Disney Plus and crops the fuck. They out fixed of it. it. Accidentally. They fixed it. They, I think they just did. If that hasn't happened yet, they just fixed it because it was like something they just turned around. I don't know. I turned off recently. Disney Plus. I, I, I'll, I'll bring it back when uh, when I got something to fucking watch on it. Uh, when uh, Mandalorian Season 2 pops out. I assume I WandaVision will be first, but I don't really know at no, this point. No, 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 no. Nope. It's going to be Mandalorian Season 2 in October, and we're looking at 2021 now for um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier or WandaVision. I'm assuming that's because they... Like, there's no reason to push back digital distribution of a fucking TV show. So that's got to just be that you can't right. have them it's, out of order. It, they didn't finish filming both film uh, shows. Both shows had like very small percentage of uh, reshoots still left to do. No. So the Amazon so. Prime version is uh, restored by Vinegar Syndrome, who I've uh, heard of quite a few times as being uh, really good at restoring movies to uh, and like uh, uh, as good as they can look, which makes sense because that was a uh, very, very good quality uh viewing of dolomite on my part but you watched it on nice. dvd in full frame <laughs> all right i watched the version people mock because they don't know what they're looking at but um yeah if you want to see the version that people mock yeah go look for the dvd version and if you want to see how the uh filmmakers especially derville martin intended it to be then absolutely watch it on amazon prime all right well, that was the fucking best Dolomite movie I have ever seen. Very it true. It is. What would you give your rating? I'll give it, I'll give it two. I mean, whatever. Like, I'm reviewing it as a movie. Like, a, it's so bad, it's a good movie. Am I reviewing it as an actual movie? I don't know. I'll give it two. I'm, revu I'm, I'm reviewing it. I'm reviewing it as a, as a movie, and I love Dolomite for what it is. It is, I think it's, I, I like that it's a comedy, but I love that they try to take it fucking seriously at times. So I'm giving it a four out of five. All right. <laughs> cool boy nation. Tell us what you thought about Dolomite and how many what boys out of five you would give it by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes come out every week, but usually on Tuesdays. Be sure to like and subscribe to the cool boys and review us on Apple podcasts. 
Please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with Batman and Beyond on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Dolomite Felk. And that's Bizies from Queen Bee Ballard. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... Oh, shit. What the hell does that rat suit motherfucker want with me? Get some cool boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. <laughs>